Yes. You are now listening to the sounds of Sports Reports' order. And let me tell you, if you out here wondering why <laughs> an undefeated team isn't in the playoff, you are not alone. And you think that a team that does not lose their games in a power five should be in the playoff, you're correct. That ain't what happened. But if you tired of living like that shit, let me introduce you to two five. And of course, I got the one and only, Miss Der La Jacob. Live from Jersey, New Jerusalem in the building. Your T neck. What's up? Your this got away. Trenton, Camden. I did not Google these cities. I know these things. Thailand was goody. Yes, sir. You know, but tonight we are here. We got reaction to the college football playoff. Imagine that. We are going to talk about the NFL because the 49ers went up in there to the link. They stomped the mud hole dry. Feathers everywhere all over the link. Dangerous. Then Mr. Logical said, hey, two five, you know what I want to talk about? I said, what you want to talk about? He said, I want to talk about these unqualified coaches running around this league. Updated resumes on LinkedIn got jobs. And I said, Mr. Logic, tell me more. But now, get it off my chest. So, Mr. Logical, of course. You know what it is. College football playoff, you know. So, look, I'm going to just get this started because I'm a Florida State fan. And I'm going to sit up here and say, I'm going to sit up here and say, I was not angry. I was not disappointed. I was, well, I ain't going to say I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't angry. I wasn't frustrated. I was kind of heartbroken. And not even from the fact of being a Florida State fan. Just the fact that you go undefeated in the Power Five. Everybody talks about the SEC. Beat a SEC team. Beat two SEC teams. The only team that shut down Jaden Daniels. Albeit it was a half, but you know, yeah, you know, but they shut them down. I'm looking at this, and I already got beef with the committee because I've been telling y'all for the last three or four weeks that I felt Washington should have been number one or number two anyway. And all I know is Washington played Oregon twice, Oregon was favored twice, including this last time by nine and a half. Y'all tired of being wrong about Washington yet? But let me get back to Florida State. So I was sitting here Saturday night watching a team that averages 30 points a game get held to six. That's tough. I was watching my team play the Wildcats and get a 73-yard run. (laughs) The Wildcat ain't even a thing anymore. Listen, just give it to your best player. Let him run with it. And I'm just trying to understand. Like, we all know. Just as Shannon Sharp said, the college football playoff is the Alabama Invitational. There, if there's a hook or crook way to get Alabama in that playoff, they're going to do it. And I am not saying that Alabama does not deserve to be in the playoff. I'm saying they both deserve to be in the playoff, but there's only four spots, even though there's five power conferences. So do your math right there. 
You know, so how about you could have got eight teams this year? You know, you could have had your Michigan. And, oh, by the way, Florida State had more total yards in the ACC championship game than Michigan did in the Big Ten championship game with all Say of their players. Say it with your chest, Mike. Including Say it with your chest, Mike. Including you try their to come up with new format. Say it with your don't, chest, don't Mike. Try to, don't try to act like don't try to act like Louisville wasn't higher ranked than Iowa. Get a Mike. Let's not try to act like Texas didn't go into Alabama, beat Alabama, uh, lose to Oklahoma, and beat these are facts. nobody else. These are facts. You know what I'm saying? You were wrong about Oregon twice. These so are facts. you know what they did, Mr. Logical? You know what they did? They ignored all the facts. They didn't piss, <laughs> they didn't piss me off. You know what they just did? They piss in your pocket. They just killed the AC. They just killed the ACC. That's what the college football playoff committee did. They just killed the ACC. Because me and you talked about this in one of our very first episodes. Florida State and Clemson, we out of here. We trying to get up out of here. All you did was accelerate that. You know, because you can't sit up here and tell me. I don't care who you are. If you you can't sit up here and tell me that if JJ McCarthy had got hurt, Michigan wouldn't be in the playoffs. Now, granted, you know, I mean, he ain't putting up the numbers Jordan Travis is anyway. But the point being, you mean to tell me that even at 12 and 1, if Alabama had a backup quarterback in there, they was going to get in that playoff. You're not holding them out. And then, and then lo and behold, what do I hear? I hear bitching from Adams, Georgia. Georgia, GTFO, don't sit up here and tell me every week matters. And then you go out here and lose, albeit a great game. And then you still think you deserve to be in. Do I think Georgia could possibly be one of the four best teams in the country? No. No, I do not. Get on, Mike. You know what I'm saying? I think Michigan is better. I think Washington is better. I think Texas is better. And I looked out the other day and I saw that Alabama was better. Because not only did Alabama beat Georgia, they beat them in Atlanta, by the way. So out of here with that. Now, as a Florida State fan, Orange Bowl, Florida State versus Georgia. Trying to be excited about it, right? Everybody's saying, hey, yo, you know Georgia going to beat y'all by like 17. Regardless if they do or don't, this is what I'm going to tell you. We ain't want to be there. Because the SEC get to use that excuse. Why can't I? But let's just no. say hypothetically, you You're know, not Florida using State, these excuses. No, no, no. That's Florida not, State. No, no, no. I do think that Florida State will want to be there. I don't know if Georgia will want to be, but I also don't know how many players are going to sit out the damn game because either the transfer portal or getting ready for the NFL draft. So I don't know if that Orange Bowl is going to be a true measure. Of most of those sit out. Most of those guys that sit out are like top fifteen picks. Like they already know they're gonna be a top fifteen. Pick. Oh, I'm some, sure. Some guys State, need. I'm sure for Florida State. I'm sure Jarrett versus sitting out. You know, I'm sure of that. I'm I'm thinking Akeem Dent is going to sit out. You know, looking at the Georgia sideline, some of those DBs sitting out. Like that's just the way it rolls. That's just the way it is. You know, yeah. just like we. I mean, hell, you got Ohio State finish what number seven, and their quarterback bouncing. <laughs> yeah, the transfer portal is bananas, but the. uh you know, I'm, I'm I'm tagging on this get off my chest piece because I'm not really I'm not upset with the committee because I'm gonna hit y'all with a quote from Maya Angelou. 
When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. The committee, and I've been saying this this entire time we've had this podcast, it's about who travels. Granted, Florida State does travel, but the other four teams do as well. Well, maybe not so much watch them, but they were undefeated. So if you give the committee a reason to count you out, and they had the best resume in the country. And they're gonna take it. They're gonna take they're gonna take that avenue out. My issue is that people are coming on TV trying to justify it. I understand it. I understand the decision because it's like you said, it's power five. There's only four spots. Alabama did beat the number one team in the country. Any other year that would get serious consideration over a team that didn't beat the number one team. So what Florida State, I think they're looking at the, the zero and their 13 and 0 record. And I understand that, but the outrage is not really the outrage is is almost like falling on deaf ears because if the same situation happens next year, they're gonna do the same thing. Well, now they get 12 teams. Yeah, next year is so gonna be 12 teams. You're not gonna complain about being 13 unless you're Liberty. If Liberty, JMU, and App State all go 13 or 12 and 0, and they are 14, 15, 16, and you got like a three-loss old miss in there. Then you'll well, you'll the be able to make that is, argument. Well, well, the good news is the top G five champion will get a playoff spot. So it's so yes. it's just like the New Year's Six right now. So somebody's going to get in. It, yeah. So there's always going to be someone looking on the outside. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago that in a crazy scenario, Texas should have been in over Alabama because they had the head to head matchup undefeated. So if you if in a in a perfect perfect world. All things being equal, you would have your three undefeated teams and then Texas because Texas had the head-to-head versus Alabama. That's where the arc, That's where it would have been. Jordan Travis breaking his leg made it easier because the FSU fan base doesn't have the cachet as the Alabama resume. It's like you had a you know, like you made it a hot line, I made it a hot song kind of argument. So yeah, you had a good run. But this team not only has a continuously have a good runs, they also still beat the number one team in the country. So that would have given Alabama leverage any year, even if George Travis was was healthy. I think it still might have gotten them in. It would have been a tough sell, but the sell would have been no. I think they, they beat the number one team. So like no, no. You know what I think? Committee. I think if the Jordan committee, Travis was the, the, Jordan Travis was healthy. They Texas still would have got be out. the ones upset right now. Mm, it would have been it would it would have been harder to justify the Texas because Texas would have like yeah we beat Alabama head to head and the committee would have said that was eight or nine or ten weeks ago. Alabama is a different team today. We think Alabama is better right now. That's what would have happened. Just like let you me take you on a journey. Let me right. take you, you on might, a journey. You might you might be right. You might let, be. Let right. me take you, you on a right. journey. This is pre. This is pre playoff. This is pre BCS. This here jersey that I'm wearing lost a game to Notre Dame in South Bend. Notre Dame went out later and lost to Boston College. Glenn Foley shot out. Went to the bowl game. Florida State beat Nebraska, who was undefeated. I believe Notre Dame beat West Virginia, if I remember correctly. Florida State won the national title. So Notre Dame fans said, hey, we beat them. 
This is not new to college football. This is just how college yeah. football gets down. Yeah, like I and said, this is why because we do this the first time. This is why and, college and football. And we're gonna watch. And we're gonna watch. And I'm going gonna to watch. watch. We're gonna watch Florida State. Hopefully, I want to say beat Georgia because I don't want them to win. I just wanted I wanted to be an exciting game. Yeah, I, I just wanted to, to be competitive. I just wanted but, to be competitive. But after what's today? Today is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 1027 on the East Coast right now. It'll die down because the arguments, it seems like the talking points and the talking heads. Like I watched ESPN first take reaction. I watched Colin Cowherd's reaction. I read an article by Heather Dinich on the on ESPN.com. And everyone is pretty much essentially singing the same media right. song, right. which is they didn't look good in their last couple of games, even though one's a rivalry game and one's a game with the true freshman. You're not supposed though, to look like you're Alabama, not supposed to look like a well-oiled offensive machine in December when you have a true freshman quarterback. It just no one does. And they talk about even, Cordell, even Cordell Jones. Even Alabama though Alabama needed, needed by six points combined, they needed a they needed a hail mary basically from the thirty one on fourth and thirty one to fourth beat and Auburn. And you going to sit up here and tell me that they deserve after they something. just got after they just got tumped by New Mexico State. So it's just a matter of like, ooh, he literally hit the ground hard. It's just a matter of what logic do you want to apply to your argument? So this is what Emay was talking about right there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Stop bitching, LeBron. But yeah, like uh but, that but that's the kick, though. But that's the thing though, like you know, is that if Auburn hadn't lost to New Mexico State the way that they did, if Auburn, who had a chance to play Georgia this year, they still would have been Ole seven Miss, and four in that Bama game. So it wasn't been like they would have been a juggernaut. That, that's they what I'm saying. If they, if they, they played they played Georgia, they played Ole Miss. If they could have knocked one of them off, now you got a little okay. Maybe Auburn's pretty decent. You know, but I like, think that but, argument of they beat this team, they beat this team, they beat this team, is well, just it's, all, it's it's a waste. It's a it's a waste because it rarely it rarely works. Like it rarely justifies because it's such, it's such a rabbit hole, right? Because if you did strength the schedule at the beginning of the season based off of last year's records and solely and that's it, like hey, these are the teams that they schedule. And you base it solely off this previous year, I would be good with that. But the problem with strength of schedule, it changes from week to week, depends on who wins and who doesn't win. Because well, the there's problem, so many, it, it's like the whole remember the sex ed when they told you we have sex with one person, you had sex with every single person that they had sex with. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know all these damn people. Let me know what's up, what's going on right now. And that's the thing is like, if you did the strength of schedule at the beginning of the season, like, hey, Alabama strength of schedule is this based off of last year's numbers, rankings, whatever. And that was the number. So going in, they started out with a schedule. They can't help if a team, you know, can't play in the rain or if a monsoon comes or if their running back is suspended because of grades, whatever the case may be, because all that can alter your strength of schedule. So I just think, like, because they were only going to use their business minds, because it wasn't a football decision, they can say, oh, because they had a freshman quarterback, that was a decision. That's why we did it. But even with that, it's like somebody in the room could be like, yo, we don't reward winning. We don't reward perseverance in this amateur amateur sport. We don't reward perseverance now. Well, that's the thing. Because like if, if Alabama had to play with the that quarterback that played in the South Florida game and he would have won the, the big 
of the SEC championship, or if he would have come in and beat that and won that game in Auburn, they wouldn't have been discrediting the back exactly. quarterback. They, they would have talked about like, how Nick Saban is. This is how great Nick Saban is as mm-hmm. a coach. He can rally the troops no matter who you put out there. It's a next man up mentality. So it doesn't matter. Like I said, like I talked about in our pre-meeting, what you have is a PR team has two cards to give the college football playoff. Is like, hey, you can say we felt that Florida State earned their way in because they were 13-0 and and Texas earned their way in because they beat Alabama head-to-head. That's the card you go to the podium with. Or you could take this card that says we believe that Florida State would have been at a disadvantage because of their lack of the quarterback play. And that's why we felt Texas and Alabama would be better teams because they're more complete because they're not missing a key component to their but offense. But they are. Texas is missing their starting running back. But they, you know, we, we know how we Who? feel people feel about the quarterback. You see it in the high, no, you I see know. it in the MVP, yeah, yeah. you see it in the contracts, you see it in the commercials. We understand the narrative that surrounds quarterbacks because a good quarterback is is vitally important because a bad one, like I said, I went to a Jets game. I'll talk about it more. Tim Boyle was terrible. And it was like it was awful because he just he can't he couldn't make plays. So I understand. I like I said, I understand it. I'm just not going to justify it. I just felt like it was easier for the committee to not let Florida State in the club versus well, like but, imagine, but that, but imagine if the, Memphis, like we talked about we talked about Memphis Bleak and Jay Z earlier. Imagine if Memphis Bleak showed up in one car and Jay Z showed up in the other car with Beyonce, and it was like, oh, Memphis got in line first, so he gets in. <laughs> But Jay and Beyonce can't get in. Can you imagine, like, the club owner, like, well, going well, on Twitter that- talking about, like, oh, you know, Bleak got here and he had his entourage here first and we ran out of space. It was like, nah, man, you let Jay and Beyonce in because I just, I just Jay feel and Beyonce. That, I just feel that Florida State was just in a no-win situation, you know, because let's just hypothetically say Florida State had lost that opening game to LSU and then they won out then the narrative would have been how weak the ACC is, but when they went up against a real team, they lost. When Florida State went into Clemson and won, Clemson, people said, oh, Clemson, they lost to Duke. Clemson, yep, but they beat the same Notre Dame team that Ohio State got credit for beating, and Louisville got credit for beating, but now Louisville's bad all of a sudden. Um, You know, they... Like they, they people downplayed that when Clemson is better than say Auburn, you know, um, Florida State. They went and played Southern Miss, killed them. That evens out Alabama's Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That that's why you that that that's what I'm saying. It was just a no win situation. That expansive Venn diagram is just. It's just like Florida it's, State it's great to North, talk about. It's great North for Alabama. the college football posts that I follow now because of you. It's great for the group, sports group chats that I'm in. But as far as like, if you're talking to me straight up, it really comes down to, do you want to say this publicly or do you want to say this? And they wanted to say that the lack of a quarter starting quarterback is the reason why they felt like that's why they kept using that narrative four best teams if you keep it a bean based off of this year even with the georgia losing alabama they could still make an argument for georgia being the four best teams so it could have been a conversation last year they could have they could have used a conversation where 
maybe they say Washington didn't play that tough of a schedule. Or maybe, maybe Michigan's a blue blood. But if you think about Michigan, like they have one big win of Ohio State, and then they play a Big Ten in a Big Ten that doesn't score a lot of points. They tend to be able to physically dominate most of the teams that they play. So is that a testament to how poor these other teams are, or is it just Michigan's really, really good? So you can always argue and rationalize well, just like both because Michigan just, ain't won a just, playoff game yet. <laughs> it just it just would have looked not a BTCU. No, they lost. No, they didn't. They lost to TCU. They should have won. That that was a touchdown that on that one play that they that called. That was a incomplete. touchdown. It was a or touchdown. Or down at the one. Yep. But so that's like I said, that's what it all came down to. Because after all the games played out, it was a matter of what are we gonna say when we pick these four teams? All right, so the now record, we- the record realistically, like I said, if you give them enough, if you like, we talked about all the crazy scenarios a few weeks ago. It's like, listen, if you get them a one loss Texas and a one loss Alabama, and a, we figured an undefeated, the other T three teams are undefeated, you're gonna get Alabama in just because they would have beaten Georgia to get in, and that would have been their justification over Texas. Well, Alabama just beat Georgia. So there was always going to be some verbal judo, some kind of, you know, like I said, my my favorite saying is don't piss my pocket. Tell me it's raining. They were going to piss in everybody's pocket. But we're going to get the games. We're going to get the three games that we feel we want. Hopefully none of them are blowouts. I have a feeling that Michigan, Alabama might be a little tougher as as we grow into we. Yeah, As we roll into the wrap-up. Yeah, we, now, we, now we're wrapping up. So, so we transition. Now we're on our B block. You know what I'm saying? We're getting professional over here. So now we're in the B block. <laughs> so the wrap-up, like I said, I, I think the video that I saw, the reaction of Michigan when it said Alabama, and people groaned. It was like, oh. And the selection, like when they're all in the room, it was like, oh. And then a few people clapped, and they just kind of looked around. And it was like, where are the cameras at? Like, how do I? So I showed the emotion, but I looked at the Alabama one and it looked cynical. It looked like, like sociopath. They like, it was sitting in a little film room. Nick Saban sitting in the front row. I think it was like four rows and it went up. It's like four across, like four seats. And then it was like probably like 10 or 11 rows that you could see on this particular shot. Mm-hmm. Alabama got the four. Nick Saban had his water bottle in his hand like this. It showed up on the screen. He put it down on the floor. No one reacted. He did this. <laughs> Everybody else started clapping behind him. That was it. You know what's crazy? The committee screwed me. Because You've been four for four? Preseason, I came on this show, and I said my full team playoff is Alabama, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. Those were my four playoff teams. And funny enough, my national title pick was Michigan over Alabama. You know, so this is the thing. Alabama should feel like they could walk Michigan up and down that field and wear them out. Jalen Milrow... Like I said, this team just, we just saw them need a prayer to beat Auburn. 
you know, so I'm not sure that this is those Alabama teams. Kool-Aid McKinstry got hurt the other day. I'm not sure what the extent of the injury is. The other thing that the thing that I don't like, though, I think I don't all, like they got a month. So that any yeah, that's what I was about to month, say. Yeah. That's what I don't like. That's what I don't like is that we got to wait a month for this. You know, I don't know if that changes anything. I don't know if they play today. It would look different than if they played, you know, in three weeks or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I'm interested in the Washington, Texas game, you know, because it's a rematch of the Alamo Bowl from last year. Washington came down here to great old San Antonio, walked out 27 to 20. And everybody's been doubting Washington all year long, you know, and I'm sure, I'm sure that 73% or more of people are going to pick Texas to win this game. You know what? I mean, you got to keep in mind, a lot of people can be swayed. It's a lot of conversations that are going to be had every day, podcasts, sports groups, TV shows. It's going to be conversations every day about who can do this, who's a surprise pick, who not to count out. Michael Penix Jr. being a, a Heisman finalist, he's going to be on TV all the time. It's going to start – people are going to start swaying. I think it'll probably be – I'll say 59 41 by the time the game comes around, especially if they give a favor, if they favor Washington. Well, the Washington is favorite right now. I believe I saw four and a half. Uh, you know, the so, over under was 63 or so. Um, so Michigan, you'll get eight to 10% of people thinking, like, yo, Vegas might be on to something. So I, I think it'll be closer. The Michigan, Alabama. Michigan was favored by two and a half. And uh, the over-under was 45 and a half. Oh, I'm taking that. 45 and a half? 45 and a half. That's what, I, that's got, what it opened as. Let me see what it is 50, right now. We just got 51. Uh, against Georgia. All, no, Auburn and, all, yeah, Auburn and Alabama was 51 points. 45 and a half? Yeah, Georgia and Alabama was 51. 27 to 24. They were same score. Than as the Auburn game, yeah. you know. Uh, so like but yeah, one so, so looking at it right now. It. So look, so looking at it right now at this moment that we're having this conversation, Michigan is favored by one and a half now. Uh, still forty five and a half. Uh, and actually, maybe I had that wrong. Texas is favored by four, with the over under sixty four and a half. So yeah, Lakers under. up 10 at the end of one in L.A. over Phoenix in the quarterfinals round. in-season tournament. Knockout uh, round. Kings and Celtics got knocked out last night. So we think about college football playoff matchup. Did they get it right? I don't think we can answer that question. Until because you see Florida State, Georgia? No, no. It's just it's – just, See, I, I don't know how that works, right? So, so like, for example, back in 2011, I want to say it was 2011, uh, VCU was in the first four, and they made it to the final four. And then people said, well, maybe VCU wasn't really a last four team. Maybe they were. Maybe they just got hot. You know, so I don't know if the – now, this is the problem. If they were playing this week – and we saw certain results, I think we could say that. 
But after a month, I don't know if we could say the same thing. I just don't know how that works as far as I remember you, like uh that whole month time frame, Urban Meyer, what he said he did was that they treated every week like they had a game on Saturday. So they practice the same schedule, same speed. I'm pretty sure it's modified, you know, as far as for right, sleeping right. and the holidays, so forth and so on. But he's like, we treated it like a regular week. This was this was Florida Urban Meyer, where mm-hmm. Troy Smith was going around all these banquets. They said he put on like 10 pounds because mm-hmm. he was going everywhere for the Heisman. He was going all these awards. He was just traveling, going to New York, just going here and there. And if you go to New York, the first thing you're going to smell is pee off the rip. And then you go smell food. And the food will be like, damn, it's pee out here, but this food smells good too. Like you'll smell it everywhere. So if he was in New York for three days, he ate well. Um, but like the Urban Meyer said, yeah, we just treated every week like it was game week. And this was back in 20, like 2007, I believe. 2000. That's, yep. That's mm-hmm. when they, they they played their last game in November. Yeah, that's when my guy and Ted Ginn broke his leg, you know, celebrating the kickoff return. Yeah, we got tackled. Like I remember seeing that shot. It was it was aggressive. Um, but I had picked Ohio State going away in that game. But you know, Florida did their thing. Chris Leak and they had the freshman guy named Tim Tebow who was coming like a battering ram. But it's just a matter of like, how do you prepare for this? And I, if you think about it, who's been who's been in this situation more out of the four coaches? And the Saint Nick, Saint Nick. But so that gives him the, such the an the advantage. He knows that. he knows how to keep them. He knows how to keep the guys focused. He knows how to keep them ready he knows how to keep the coaches ready he just knows what it looks like he knows he knows what it looks like when a guy's getting he knows when it what it looks like when a guy's thinking about other stuff besides the next game see the other piece of that this is his first time in the playoff as a head coach the sark was on that staff for a couple of those come on man Sark's not Sark's not wired that way. I see. I had Sark as an offensive coordinator in Atlanta with Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. I could. I was like, get rid of this dude. It's not the same. It's not the same. Hey, he's, in college, he's in his bag though. You know, uh, but he's in Texas. He's in Texas. I can recruit in Texas. I I can go to fourteen high schools in Texas and build a team for Texas Longhorns. So could Jeff Trailer, but ain't nobody giving him a job. I wouldn't leave the state, and I could fill the good team. Mm-hmm. So it's like. You know, so- if he was doing this in Iowa, like, all right. So, so, so you made it. So you made it known that you know you think Alabama's gonna put the Molly Wop down. You yeah. Know, what about what about the other game? Washington, Texas. Uh, shout out to the Pac-12 last year of it. You know, Utah, Colorado. You know, I like life out west. I was born in Texas kind of torn i think texas has real talent i think uh like i said i think their depth offensively and defensively even with the running back being out i just think what they were able to do with the the amount of talent because sometimes you can have so much talent i know what to do with it and some coaches will have they'll just play the same guys when they play that game against rice granted i know it was like 100 degrees on the field it was crazy warm but they were doing that heavy rotation. I think that's just such a wise decision. I mean, I mean, I'm always, you know, dumping on Stark or whatever because he used to be offensive coordinator <laughs> in Atlanta. But as far as like the ability to use that that talent to keep kids fresh, um, matter of fact, shout out to my, you know, 90 pound uh, football, those 105ers, 105 pound, 105 football team. Sorry, 
their coach in our league, they won a championship this past weekend. He had a lot of packages, even though these kids are, you know, applaud. Shout out to Terry. Um, he was sending three different kids and bring three kids out on offense and defense. He was like constantly rotating kids in and out. So everyone's engaged, everyone's getting action, and then everyone's fresh. So it was like it was constant in and out, in and out, in and out. I think having that type of mindset, it really helps out with a team. I'm not sure how deep Washington is. I know they play well. I know they're one of the top defenses. You said they had the best resume. Yeah, Their I've never defense. Seen- I mean, they beat Oregon twice. So you got a Heisman, Heisman quarterback who's in his fifth year. Playing, you know, playing at that that supreme I'm level. A superstar misses many layups as LeBron. <laughs> Did he just miss one? He missed like three, right in that one play. <laughs> oh, I see it. Yep, missed it. Tip, tip. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I really like Kellen DeBoer, head coach at Washington. I really like him a lot. Uh, my early read on this game is that that over under is correct. You know, that 64, that is correct. There will be points in this game. Yeah, 35-31 kind of game. The one thing that I was concerned about Washington about about five or six weeks ago was their lack of a run game. And I'd be damned if they ain't turned it on and been running the ball, ran it all down Oregon's throat. You know, and it's what I said, right? I didn't think Oregon matched. Now, I'm not going to bang on them. It was a close game both times they played Washington. But I just didn't think Oregon was who the committee thought Oregon was because that's why I wonder what would have happened if Oregon would have won because they went into last week as the highest-rated one-loss team. Were they at so five? They were at five last week. You know, so then that they would have got been, in because we were talking about that. Right, we were, were talking about five. how is Oregon ahead of Alabama and Texas. But see, but but here we go. So or, I, I didn't even want to get back into this, but but it gets me back into my thoughts. Right, so Alabama was number eight. They beat Georgia, who was number one. Georgia falls to six. So how you fall from one to six, first of all, for losing to another top 10 team? You know, that's, that's you know. Now, Ohio State, you know, they had the Penn State win. They got the Notre Dame win. Their loss was to Michigan in a game that, you know, they were competitive in. I think they lost by uh, six. Um yeah, 30 to 24. 30 to 24. Yep. Yeah. So, like, they didn't play for their conference. So, what's the difference between? Here's a question. This is just a hypothetical. What's the difference between not playing for your conference championship? Sam's teeing you up right now. I'm teeing you up. What's the difference between not playing for your conference championship and playing for your conference championship but losing? It's a big difference. Is it? When it, com- I can't when, it tell. when it comes down to picking four teams to play for the playoffs. Okay. That's what I'm saying. The It feels as if the committee, because every year so far, with the exception of we talked about earlier, the 2017 season. Yes. The, 20, the 2017 the 2016 season, season, 2017 2017 playoff. playoff championship. Right, right. Alabama didn't play for the SEC title, but they only had one loss. They got in. That was a year two or through the pass to Georgia in overtime in Georgia, you know, versus Georgia, Georgia in Atlanta. Right. So 
that was an anomaly because Penn State had a couple of losses. Ohio State uh, had a, you know, so it, you didn't have multiple undefeated teams from Power Five schools, which we haven't had. Most mm-hmm. years we've we've had easy justifications. The right. TCU Baylor year, they didn't have a conference championship game, uh, and then they and they didn't. Why are you doing this to me? And they didn't determine <laughs> a, a, a a champ. They called them. They called them co champions. But riddle me this. Riddle me this. Have you ever heard somebody say something that just sounded dumb to you, and you knew better than they knew? Because, for example, that year Baylor beat TCU head to head, but Baylor ba- had like. Baylor had the weakest schedule ever. At the end, at the end, and they were ahead of them. But that was the argument. But that was the argument. The argument on TV was if they played today, TCU would win. But this that wasn't even where I was going with it. But the problem is, is that the Big Twelve at that time had ten teams. They were the only conference in the country where everyone played everyone. Cool. That's not a championship. Big Twelve game. had it. You don't got to be a championship game. I am. You're the retired champion. Air Force guy. You're retired I'm Air Force the- guy. Listen, I'm. Re- you're retired Air Force guy. I'm retired Air Force guy. I'm the champion. We're both going up to be a first sergeant, right? We're both going up to be a first sergeant. Our our packages are essentially the same: meritorious service medals, accommodation medals, deployment, disposition, disposition, disposition. So it's like boom. Your PT score was a ninety-two-five. Mine was an eighty-five-seven. We'll take him because all I need is the thing that I can say I'm resting my decision on. That's all the committee needs. The committee doesn't need strength of schedule. They don't need strength of out of conference games. They don't need one percentage. They don't need one percentage of opposing coaches in the other time zones. All they need is something tangible that they can rest their decision on. And that's what they've done every year. It's just that every year it's been easy for them to make that decision. And then every time they do the nice thing, putting Cincinnati in, putting Hawaii in, put in Michigan State, and they get mollywopped, it makes it easier the following year to not put UCF in, to not put a team like like Liberty or even Cincinnati. Like it was it was very tough for Cincinnati to get in a couple years ago. That was but, Notre Dame's fault. <laughs> but it's like, so that's the thing that like, I think people are, are trying to, I think you're, I think people are, are arguing a couple of different rationales. It's like the committee only cares about the package that you put on their desk. Like I said, they don't care how good of a senior until you were, or how good of a senior. So I was, all they care about is like, this is the package. This is the job. This guy got an 85. This guy got a 92. We're taking a guy who's more physically fit. Boom. You might not be stronger than me. You, you, you just might just you might have had a smaller waist and got more points. But they don't care about the nuance of that. They don't look at the how many push-ups I did versus how many push-ups you did. They don't look at the sit-ups. They don't look at if you ran yours outside in January and I ran mine indoors because it was raining hard in june none of that stuff factors in that factors in the conversation between me and you but when it goes to the committee i just need something i can rest my decision off of so i'm looking at all these slip backs 92 85 i'm taking 92 boom and that's what you they've know, done every I year say, 
I have to say, it is impressive to me that somehow Alabama ended up with the fifth-rated strength of schedule when they had Middle Tennessee, Chattanooga, South Florida on their schedule. That's pretty impressive. But because that's anyway. that Venn diagram that spins out and it counts all these other things and all this and all of that stuff. The committee didn't come out and say that. They did not. They came out with the one thing that they had. This is what so, this is what I want to tell people, though. You know what I mean? Next season, when your favorite team doesn't get left out of the playoff because it's a twelve-team playoff, you just remember. Hove did, did did that, so hopefully you didn't have to go through that. You know what I'm saying? But now we got all these bowl games, and I tell you what, it is slim pickings. These games are terrible. These teams are terrible. Even my beloved Maryland Terps are playing the aforementioned Auburn Tigers. <laughs> Utah is being relegated to playing Northwestern. You know, Troy and Duke is probably one of the better bowl games. Well, it was going to be if Mike Elko and Riley Leonard were there, but Troy should win now. But I tried my hardest to come up with five bowl games to not include the New Year Six. And it was hard. I was like, I should change my mind and include the New Year Six because that's where all the good bowl games are. But uh, so I tried to come up with five bowl games that I'm interested in because I'm a sicko. Here we go. Let's hear it. Not, not in order. They're just games that I wrote down. Are you ready to laugh now? Absolutely. Let's see first, what we got. Bowl, first bowl on my list is the Pop-Tart Bowl. What the hell? The Pop-Tarts Bowl down in Orlando where they have an edible mascot. I don't even know how that works. But anyway... Kansas State against NC State. NC State is the quietest 9-3 and team you ever heard of. They beat Clemson. They did lose to Louisville. I don't know how any of that works. They lost to Notre Dame, you know, but Kansas State, you know, they were my preseason pick to win the Big 12, beat Texas in the Big 12 title game. They didn't quite get there. Uh, Will Howard, their stud quarterback, is in the transfer portal now. But they got Avery Johnson, who played this year a lot. So, you know, they were rotating both quarterbacks. So this is a new era of Kansas State football that I'm interested to see get underway. Here locally, the Alamo, how the Alamo was won. Arizona against Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Now I know. Thursday. So on a Thursday I'm, at 9.15, you, you going? I'm going. You know, uh, well, 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 I'm going if Ticks allows me to go because <laughs> I'm still trying to see if I'm going to have a job, you know, by that day. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, Dylan Gabriel in the transfer portal. But all I've heard all season long was how Jackson Arnold was going to unseat Dylan Gabriel anyway and how Jackson Arnold – is going to be the next great college football quarterback to come out of Oklahoma. So I'm ready to get this started. Noah Fatita on the other side for Arizona, 9-3. and three. You know, had the overtime, lost to USC. You know, didn't get to play Oregon, lost to Washington by a score. In a game 
that everybody criticized Washington for, only for Arizona to have a chance to go to the Pac-12 title game the last week of the season, you know. Then the Armed Forces Bowl up in Fort Worth, not Arlington, not Dallas, Fort Worth. Armed Forces Bowl, what we got, what we got? James Madison representing Harrisonburg, Virginia. You're against off we go into the wild blue yonder. You know, so only problem here, because I said it's slim pickings, right? Yeah. James Madison's coach is now the head coach at Indiana. You know, I don't know if I don't want to hear any of these coaches talk about the transfer port as much as they transfer. I don't know if Bloomington is any worse than Harrisonburg or if it's any better than Harrisonburg or if they're on the same level, but my God, could you have gotten a better job? Now, granted, he's 63 years old, but still. Uh, <laughs> I'm not moving at 63. You, you know, but still. Um, well, Willie Fritz is 63, and by the way, you know, he's moving to Houston, you know, just like uh, somebody said a couple of weeks ago. But, um, yeah, James Madison Air Force. Then the pinstripe bowl, Mr. Logical better go to this game up in the Bronx, Miami, the Hurricanes against Rutgers. Man, I'm not going, you know, for you know, long to get to the Bronx. I said <laughs> Rutgers. Yeah, Jersey, we in the building, but yeah, if they was playing the Rutgers, you know, I'd think about it. This is an old Big East game, you know, that Miami owned Rutgers up and down the field. You know, Greg Schiano is back, got Rutgers back bowling, so I'm interested to see this. We'll see if Crystal Ball runs the ball, if he has a chance, you know, to win, to the, win game. the game. Yeah. Let me, and, and, you know, let me check the date on that one because I just was looking at that. See, that, that I mean, it depends on what day of the week it is. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. Thursday afternoon, 2.15. Yeah. You got PTO, you know what I'm saying? Really? <laughs> And then the last, and then my last game, you know, and they could do better with these bowl names, you know, the Texas Bowl over in H Town. We got a former Big 12 robbery going on. So if you can't get Texas and Oklahoma, you just settle for Oklahoma State and Texas AM. You know, so I'm looking forward to that. You know, my oldest is about to be an Aggie. So, you know, I got my eye out on that. You know, Jimbo gone. You know, um, you know, transfer portal is hollering. Mike Gundy, I never miss a Mike Gundy game. I never miss a Mike Gundy press conference. So I am I'm here. Man. For, I'm 40. I'm here <laughs> for all of that. But I couldn't yeah. include, I didn't want to include the New Year Six, you know, but looking at the New Year Six real quick. How about those Lynchburg, Virginia, Liberty Flames? Going up against Oregon, who, according to Dan Lanning, Bo Nix is going to play. Now, I don't know if that means he's going to play a half or a quarter, or I doubt he's going to play the whole game. But I mean, then again, he might not need to anyway. But yeah, no, Liberty I think, did. I mean, does he have real like NFL dr- high draft stock? I don't think so, in my personal opinion, yeah. but I've seen him in some first round mocks this year. You know, he still looked like the same quarterback to me. He just got faster dudes around him. <laughs> you know, Ohio State, Ohio State and Missouri is a game that I was looking forward to until I saw Kyle McCord enter the transfer portal. 
That took a little luster off the game. You know, who's going to play? Is Marvin Harrison going to play? I doubt it. You know, Julian. I thought something saying he was talking about transferring. I'm like, you better transfer to the NFL. No, they made that up. They made that up. Um, okay. Yeah, that was just a yeah. Uh, Julian Fleming is in transfer portal. Ohio State had two or three defensive backs jump in the transfer portal. You know, so I don't know what we're going to get against Missouri. You know, um, is is uh, Luther Burden going to play for Missouri? We'll see. You know, uh, you got Florida State in Georgia. We talked about that earlier. So you know, like. The New Year's Six. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Oh yeah, I went got a good one. Penn State, Ole Miss and Penn State. That should be a pretty good game. This is a game that is going to tell to me. It's going to tell the future of these two coaches because James Franklin. We know he just signed this extension. He's going to be in Happy Valley until 2031. But Penn State fans are tired of his offense. They're tired of him in big games. So what he needs to do is go out here and beat this SEC team. Because what way to tell your fans to shut up is by actually beating somebody. Then to beat a top 10 SEC team. Now, if you're Ole Miss, on the other hand, Lane Kiffin, we talked about this. He can't beat the big boys. He can't beat Georgia. You know, he can't beat Bama. Not that many people can, but he can't. So therefore, one of these coaches, both of these coaches need this win to me. Basically, from a perception James standpoint, <laughs> yeah, yeah, from a perception standpoint, you know, um, I think they need both need this win. James Franklin probably needs it a little bit more because you know he did fire his offensive coordinator too. But like I said a couple of weeks ago, it doesn't matter if you fire the coordinator if you're still acting the same. Yeah, if you haven't made any improvements, then it's then it's on you. Like, yeah, you're you're the like, decision well, maker, regardless of who the offensive coordinator is. You're the decision maker. You're the common denominator in their lack of success. Yeah. So you offensively, know, still, so Duke is still looking for a head coach. You know, they haven't announced anybody yet. Like I said, uh, Kurt Signetti left James Madison to go to Indiana. Willie Fritz over in Houston. We'll see how that goes. He's won everywhere he's gone. He knows the area. He used to coach at Sam Houston and went to two FCS title games. He didn't win. Ran into North Dakota State in one of them, you know. But uh, you know, he he did that. Got Tulane to the New Year's Six last year. Got him back to the AAC title game this year, where they lost to SMU. You know, who is upset? Like people are upset that they didn't get the New Year's Six invite over Liberty. Because Liberty didn't even play a Power 5 team this year on their schedule. Not even one. You know, whereas SMU lost both of theirs to TCU and Oklahoma. So people are using strength of schedule, you know, to say Liberty doesn't belong and SMU should have went. Yeah, but people are using that stuff to justify their argument. I know. Really, when it boils down to after we get this 12-team playoff next year, I don't know who's going to shift the bowls. Is the Music City Bowl going to get to name one of the games after them or whatever the case may be? I'm pretty sure they'll figure it out when the money plays out. Well, I wonder. After, after we get to 12, after we get to 12 teams, it's going to be like, all right, cool. Only focus on the 12 teams. Because really right now they only focus about six to eight teams. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I was going to ask you, do you think that with this 12-team playoff, bowl games are just going to start to fade away? No, I think they'll just transfer the name over. So they're all like they'll probably just rotate. So like the Alamo Bowl, well, maybe not the Alamo Bowl because it's kind of 
but but it's like you know like the ones that take and move like the pop start bowl or whatever the bowl is they'll just the duke's mayo bowl <laughs> yeah they'll just change they'll just i think they'll just move that that funding source to that or they'll just renegotiate at the end of this bowl season for people to pretty much be the highest bidder to get your name on the next bowl well you know um another bowl game that stood out to me um i forgot what bowl it is but it only stands like this is a two five moment, you know, SMU against Boston College. That's an ACC conference game next year. Well, that's a preview. See if it's going to be worth it. I'm still yeah. like bugged that the just I don't get it. I just, I'm so upset with the 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 way they just basically taking a life out of college football and just went for the money. I mean, you got one conference with like 18 teams. Another one's going to have 16. The Pac-12 <laughs> has four. I mean, it's just like there's no one stepping in saying this doesn't make any sense because really only thing that makes sense is the dollars. As long the as they're making the dollars. No, they have I think 18. it's 18. Oh, no, the, the, big, the, the big 12 has 16. And the Big 10 has 18, has right? 18. How about that? SEC has 14 <laughs> SEC or 16. Will, they have 14 right now. I believe they'll have 16 when the next when Texas and Oklahoma come in next year. Um, the ACC has. I think they're going to 16, maybe, because they're getting Cal, Stanford, and. SMU. Because I thought we did the math earlier in one of the earlier podcasts. Somebody's getting 18. SEC was getting they were going to get Oklahoma yeah, so, and So the Texas. ACC the ACC will have 17 because they have the odd number with uh, the third team coming in because at first it was just Cal and Stanford and then SMU raised the 30 million in like seven days or whatever it was Oil money. <laughs> the big 12 has 14 right now they're losing texas and oklahoma takes them to 12 they're getting both utah school i mean both arizona schools utah and colorado to get them back to 16 then the big 10 has 14 right now with washington oregon and the two california schools ucla and usc coming in and then, of course, you'll have to wait and see what Oregon State and Washington State are going to do. They're going to just suffer. You know, and, you know, a couple of weeks ago, get it off my chest. I was happy because Oregon State and Washington State won the case to control the Pac-10. And, of course, Washington won an appeal and it looks like they won the appeal. So we're not done here yet. So Yo, there I mean, you go. So the college football landscape, I'm glad it was kind of chaotic this year. It's kind of cool. Like, I liked it. I liked that it was a little chaotic. I'm like that we're going to have a new champion. Granted, it could potentially be Alabama as a repeat champion in the whole SEC winning, what is it, 11 of the last 15 national championships. Might be even more than that. Might be like 13 out of 17, yeah. Clemson got two. Florida State got one and Ohio State got one. Florida State got one. Ohio State got one. Yep. In and the then, last 15, uh, 20 years, yeah. You know, and I'm I'm just upset at the developers of NCAA 14 that y'all didn't have the foresight to give us more than 16 teams to a conference. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? They didn't give us that. You got to have at least four in a conference so you can never have accurate conferences. You know, until next year, maybe when this game comes out, if it comes out. But how about those Bengals? Monday night football. Jake Browning going into Jacksonville. Um, unfortunately, Trevor Lawrence got hurt. You know, didn't it's look at a good. high ankle sprain. Yeah, it didn't look good. Uh, he couldn't put any weight on it at all. You know, they had a chance if they'd have won that game last night. They would have been tied with Baltimore and Miami at the top of the AFC. I kind of like the fact that Jacksonville lost because I think that has Houston at seven and five, the Colts, Colts at seven and five. Yeah, and then yeah. Jacksonville's eight and four. I'm just I'm 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 all for the end of the season chaos. So the tiebreakers matter. So they're not resting players week 16, 17, 18. Don't forget the Colts. Beat the I want it to already. be chaos. Don't forget and the Colts the, beat the Texans already. So and then the Texans and Jacksonville split. So like yeah. I'm with it. I'm with I'm with all the chaos. I hope that they figure out how to play quarterback in New, New Jersey with the Jets. Uh, hey, we'll get to that. Don't do it yet. We'll get to that. Yeah. You know, uh, so, but the Bengals, the Bengals look good. Uh, I like the way I like the way they play. I like the way Jake Brown was out here showing what Washington quarterbacks can do in the league. <laughs> um, I like, I like, hey, I, maybe, Zach, maybe Zach Taylor can coach. Yeah, he went, he just went to, you know, when you go to the big dance, you dance with Brunyu late in the game. It was Jamar Chase. Let me get to Jamar Chase. T Higgins was open on a couple of routes. He probably could have thrown a touchdown to him, but he was like, Hey, I know where number one is, and I'm gonna make that happen. Was, was I like I Jacksonville? Person, was I the only person in America hoping probably. for the tie last night? Uh, I was kind of thinking it. I was I was low key hoping he missed the field goal just so I could get CJ Beathard back out there because yeah. he looked like he was like real loose on the sideline. I was like, I want to see if he can make something. Well, he knows happen. the system, but, you know. So like, uh, but yeah, I was really I was really hoping for the tie. You know, they're so rare. I just wanted one. Um, did we have two in one week last season? I know I don't know if it was last season or the year before. I know there was a Houston Indianapolis week one tie. Yeah, it, yeah, that. it was last was year. Last it was last year. It was Matt Ryan. Because uh Wright got fired. It was three he was three five and one when he got fired. Yeah, yeah so that was that, that man was can't week keep one. a job. I know it ain't, it ain't always his fault either. But anyway, you know, um, you know, off of the Bengals for a second, but the San Francisco. Done. Well, I don't know because you know Pittsburgh season might be done. <laughs> the 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 quarterback injury bug is just it's it's literally it's changing well, the well, draft. Pittsburgh, I don't even think it mattered. Yeah, Trubisky is like I don't like, like this I don't is think evidence that like, Tom, Mike Tomlin is like Tomlin is one of the best coaches in the history of this yeah. sport. Yeah. Well, you know, every week we talk about some new stat of some new quarterback that has surpassed Kenny Pickett <laughs> on the season. Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky has more multiple touchdown games than Pickett. See what I'm saying? Like His so, backup. So Pittsburgh might just be uh, getting ready to get up out of here anyway. Like, you know, I mean, obviously Mike Tomlin will find a no, way I to go Mike, nine and eight I mean, or so. Yeah, but, I mean, Trubisky is a starting quarterback. I think one year in Chicago, they won 
10, maybe 11 games. With Looking Trubisky at the schedule starter. right now, trying to see who Pittsburgh plays this week. Oh, how about that? What's the matchup? What's the matchup for the ages? Thursday night football. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be terrible. New England at Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I mean, it was, oh. somebody posted it. I think it was Chris. Shout out to Chris. I think he posted it. It was like, the NFL is really going to give us this on Thursday. That should have never been an option anyway. No, it shouldn't have been. Like, even at full strength, that's not a that's not a game that you would want on TV. Like, I don't want to see that. All right, so here's a question for you. No, Thursday night. What do you expect from the runner-up of the Super Bowl going into Jerry World this weekend after San Francisco did that to them? I don't think it's as much as San Francisco did that to them. I think San Francisco just is in a groove. I think they, when they have all their horses, they're unguardable offensively. Yeah, they just get open. And, and I Bob think Purdy just gets, you know, throws it to open people all the time. <laughs> like, I mean, you if you think of, if you think about this, if you think about their your calling plays, your Kyle Shanahan. It's first and 10. You're on a 25-yard line. I can hand the ball off to McCaffrey behind Trent Williams and Greg Kittle to the right. That's one play I can call. <laughs> I can have McCaffrey and Debo Samuel in the backfield, and I can run some screen action off of that. Mm-hmm. I can put Ayuk in the slot. McCaffrey out, out wide, go five wide and throw it to Kittle on the seam on the other side. I could throw a tight end screen to Kittle. I could throw a bubble screen to Ayuk. I could throw a bubble screen to Debo Sammy. I could do that all day long. There's yep. not a team in the league that has that luxury. Yeah, then you still got down. Jawan then, Jennings. Jawan Jennings, you bring in you Elijah Bell. Mitchell. You know, you just – you bring in – you just – you're just wired differently. And then, okay, defensively, okay, I got Bosa. Okay, I got Chase Young. Imagine oh, if they Fred had Warner. Like a, imagine if they had like a Peyton Manning or somebody like that. No, they, that's the thing. They don't need a Peyton Manning. They have no. Like they like what Brock Purdy does with the ball in his hand. He makes on time accurate throws downfield, over routes, screen passes, seam. Like he he does it all. Like there's there's no weakness in this game other than maybe he might be a little undersized. He might be more six foot one ninety five ish. Versus like probably what they got them listed like six one. They probably got listed at six one, six one and a half, two two ten. He's Let's probably closer to six foot one ninety, something like that, one ninety five. They probably got him listed at six one something. Six six one two twenty. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Him and McCaffrey the same height. I said two twenty. Yeah right. Yeah right. I seen him walking into the thing with a medium jean jacket on in Philly. Dude is not 220 pounds. Get out of here. He couldn't be 220 pounds with 25 pounds of weight on his back. Cut it out. So, uh, so, so, so back so back to the original question. Back to the original question. I know we're not Eagles. doing I, I know yeah. we're not doing predictions tonight. I know we're not doing predictions tonight. But can Philly bounce back in Dallas? Yeah, I think they can bounce back because I think what what they do well travels. They don't rely on they're not relying on like unskilled 
you know, like underdeveloped skill players. I got Antonio Brown. I mean, excuse me, AJ Brown, <laughs> Devontae Smith. They have Jalen Hurts. Swift is just a beast out of the backfield. Their offensive line. The, of course, you have the third, touchdowns. the third and one, fourth and one, brotherly shove. So you're keeping drives going. You're frustrating the defensive line with that play. So, and then defensively, I think they just got to figure out what to do up front because the back end is not good. Like I, I said before, that little middle section, something in that range, either they need to play a safety more like a linebacker or just flat out just bring a safety in the play linebacker. That way he can also cover in the middle because that's where they seem to be getting beat is like mm-hmm. they're missing something right there that's always open. Like somebody's always open in the middle of the field. Keep There's old uh, CJ Gardner Johnson. <laughs> yeah, he went. You know, he went to Detroit and got injured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm but just like, saying, so, like, yeah. You know. They got the guy blanking shit, but it seems like he kind of gets picked on. It just mm-hmm. feels. It just seems as if like they he's brought Byer. He's one of those gritty football players, like, but he doesn't have the real like, gym rat, real scrappy, real scrappy yeah. guy. He, he's no. like what I think about Austin Reeves. A real, a real locker room guy. <laughs> you know I mean, so, but that's 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 what it is. So that's that's their flaw is that area. If they can get the push up front, then they're good to go. But if they don't get that initial push, which doesn't happen every play, mm-hmm. offensive linemen are you know six four, six five, three hundred thirty, three hundred fifty pounds. Like these guys are big guys. So if they if they stay on their blocks, yeah, occasionally you're gonna get through. You're gonna you know you're gonna have a guy who gets ten or eleven sacks a year. But that doesn't happen. You play 17 games, guys are need 10, 11 sacks. So yeah. that's that's what's going on. Like they can't get that pass rush every single time. And there's gaps behind the linebackers. So yeah, and then poor I don't Seattle, know if that can take can take care of that, but you know, we'll see. And then, and then poor Seattle going into Levi this weekend. You know, uh that's gonna be a tough task, you know, especially they just played them two weeks ago on Thanksgiving. Got whooped, played the hearts out against Dallas last week where DK Metcalf was trying to have a Randy Moss moment. And yo, his sign language trash talk is Yeah, A tier. Yeah. It is it is T O or what level trash talk. What is it? Uh Sonic the Hedgehog, the S level. <laughs> yo, it's 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 bananas. I love it. I, I think it's dope. Uh I, I hopefully Seattle keeps him around. I know like when you have a bad season, it's like this this you just want to purge. I hope they keep him around. But it's going to be a tough game. To, San, Francisco, happened, San Francisco's ready to go. What happened to the I champs? The Kansas City Chiefs? Mm-hmm. Hubris. Icarus flew too close to the sun and got his wings burned. Well, you know, they are playing in my favorite game this week. Which game is that? Buffalo. That's your game? That's the problem game, with Buffalo man. is that you can if you get on them they can they they will fall apart i might have to watch first things first monday morning <laughs> I, maybe i'll watch it friday too <laughs> i i think that buffalo cuz kansas city they knew this the same way i knew it in october that your wide receiver core maybe because it was warmer and maybe they were like a little bit more fluid. Maybe it didn't look the same way on film. But I watch these games now. Patrick Mahomes is making great throws, but he has to because they're not getting any separation from defenders. 
Um, MVS is well, except for that Monday night game where MVS <coughs> dropped that pass. Yeah, and he got separation in the game you, against you, you, uh, you know, Green Bay. But before that, like third and eight, there's no third and eight. If you double Kelsey, you you might get them off the field. You know, I, I saw that play where MVS dropped the pass on Monday Night Football, and it made me think of Garoppolo missing Emmanuel Sanders, just the reverse, because this one was the receiver's fault. But um, I, Kansas City, I just don't know what to do with them because the AFC is. You got to be honest. That's the thing. We got to be honest. They are not, they are a one, like I'm calling it now. They are a one and done playoff team. Well, out, like outside, uh, the problem the problem is outside of Baltimore, and to a lesser degree, Miami. I don't know who else in the AFC can beat the Chiefs. Anyone who can Chargers can't Travis Kelsey. Chargers can't beat them. Uh, Denver actually beat them a couple of weeks ago, but double Travis Denver's- Kelsey. But I don't just know if Denver's going to Denver get to the playoffs. I don't know if Denver's yeah. going to get to the playoffs. You don't have to. Just take the take the Denver game. Okay. Take so the second the, half the of the Chiefs last. One and done. You said the Chiefs are one and done. I mean, I did. I saw something yesterday, and I I could be. I could just be a little hyperbolic or whatever. Well, I was going to say, what if but they play the Colts in the first round? They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna get like they potentially could get some cupcake. No, I say cupcake, but like a team that is a surprise. They could get a Houston. They could get Indy. Maybe Jacksonville slips, Trevor comes back in a couple weeks, and they get it. Or even, but it says something in the situation like, if Buffalo goes on, on a little run, and they get the, what would probably be, I'm assuming Kansas City is probably going to be a three seed. Well, they're eight and four right now. They have the tiebreaker with Miami. They have the tiebreaker with Jacksonville. Tiebreaker with Jacksonville. So I figured the next few weeks is going to be a lot of, we got to figure this out. So I got Kansas City finishing the year probably like 10 and 7. I haven't looked at their schedule, but just thinking about the way that they're playing, I got them winning a couple of games. Well, if they got a game left with the Chargers, I, I figure well, they take that. Lucky? Well, aren't you lucky that I got their schedule yeah, the in schedule. my hand right now? All right, let's go. So they're 8 and 4 right now, eight correct? And 4, yes. Five games Buffalo. left. Buffalo at home. At home. At home. And Arrowhead. Yes. Buffalo coming off the bye, though. That makes okay. Me a little give, me the ne- give me the next one. The next one is easy. At Foxborough. Okay. At home against the Raiders. Okay. At home against Cincinnati. Okay. And close at the Chargers. God damn it. That's what I'm saying. Even if they were to lose the Buffalo this week, I just don't think they, they went out after that. They, even if they finish 12 and 5, to me, it doesn't feel like 12 and 5. It feels well, like well, right now, Mahomes well, got them six wins. And well, right, it just like well, I said, just I don't I don't like I don't like the way they're they're if, like I said, if you if you put Mahomes, if Mahomes had the Atlanta wide receiving core, he'd have the MB, MVP numbers. I mean, granted, he was still need to bring uh, Amory. Seventeen and zero. You said the Falcons was going. Or fifteen and two. You said the Falcons was going. I mean, you got John U. Smith, (laughs) Kyle Pitts, Mac Hollins. You got Scotty Miller, Drake London, uh, Bijan Robinson, Algier, 
Cordero Patterson. I mean, like that, that's a juggernaut for a quarterback that can make all the throws. Imagine if they have he has a virus. He has a I mean, no <laughs> one's doing anything with Arthur Smith. But with Andy, I think with Andy Reid, Kelsey, and Mahomes, I think the three of them are looking at the receiving core like, yo, do you not understand what we've been doing here for the last five years? Right. Like, if you just get to this spot, just get there, get make it look like I can throw it to you. Because if you're never open, the defense will never have to adjust. A lot of times, Tyreek wasn't getting that many targets. He just was so open and so impactful that the safety, the corner, and the linebacker underneath will have to watch Kelsey off the line and get depth and try to, like, watch Tyreek to help these guys out. But I'm like, none of, like Scott Moore, you can single cover him all day. Kadarius Tony, you can single cover him all day. You can single cover every single wide receiver in Kansas City all game long. Yeah, ain't no. That's why MVS is wide. That's why he's wide open on those passes because they're like, listen, we we're not gonna double anyone. We're gonna double Kelsey, and that's the problem. So if you are playoff caliber coach and you get Kansas City, it's like, listen, man, I'll give you everybody else and play two deep safety. I'm a man up with these guys underneath, and I'm a bracket Kelsey. Go, because you, you know they're not going to run the ball 30 times. They just they're just not. Patrick right. Mahomes is not going to do what uh, Mac Mac Jones did in the wind against Buffalo and just hand the ball off right. because that's good for the team. Because he knows I can make this throw if you get to the spot. The problem is they don't get to the spot, and I think that's going to is he's going to throw an untimely pick just like he did against Green Bay because it's like, finally, I have a chance. We got the ball back. I can take the lead. I got to do it now because I don't believe if we give this ball back, we can get it back and score because, like, I got it now. I got to force it. And they thought they were in a good groove. Yo, nobody got the Rams wrong the way that we got the Rams wrong. I was thinking about that. I didn't want to bring that up. Why'd you do that? Six six and six. I I had them four and 13 to three and 14, but I had the same thing for Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think I had them five and 12 or something. I said at best seven and 10 is what I said, but they're six and six. They're they're ahead of Seattle. They swept Seattle, so they're in second place right now. You know, said in the NFC West. Uh, Probably still not going to make the playoffs. Football doesn't make any sense. So anyone who said football script, anybody who's really sitting in their house with their thumbs on their Twitter fingers or their Twitter fingers ready to fly off talking about the NFL script, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No one's scripting a six and six Rams team, a six and six Falcons in first place. Even even as much as we both like Detroit, I don't think neither one of the us had them like nine and three right now. I I think I think we did. I think we had them. I think we had them like 11 and six, maybe. We had them somewhere pretty because what our, our, it was like Minnesota couldn't do the win, the one score game two years in a row and and go double digit wins. I think we thought Chicago was going to be better because they had a, a, Solid receiver. No, I think board. I think you thought Chicago was going to be better. I didn't think Chicago was going to be better. Then I was fooled because I well, just actually, like, no. I think we both picked Green Bay last, though. Yeah. No, did we? I think we did. I well, well, no, I, no, I, I no. Can, I think you did. Enough. I think you did. But yeah, I, I don't know. But either way, so Chicago. I mean, Minnesota and Green Bay 
both six and six right now. Chicago's four and eight. You know, Chicago gets another shot at Detroit this week. So we'll see how that goes. You think these coaches, like what point did they start just playing for the draft picks around like week? It has to be, it has to be either this week or next week, right? Yeah. Has to like, why is Arizona here trying to win games? Because you said you said it, they're trying to, I guess, uh, show everybody that hey, show off Kyler's okay, yeah, he's okay. Come give us these picks and money, yeah. But if Baker Mitchell is the one that's staying, then Tampa Bay's, I think Tampa Bay's probably the only team that would really want to trade for a quarterback because I don't know where their draft is going to be because they're in a division that they can win, so I think they're going to fight to win, but they end up. To end up eight nine. Yeah, I Atlanta's think we both win the division at nine and eight. I think we both had Tampa something like three and fourteen. Because I just felt like I thought Todd Bowles was going to be not end over his head, but I just felt like I didn't think the marriage between Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield was going to work because I thought the expectations would be a little high in mm-hmm. Tampa Bay coming off the Tom Brady years. All right, last one. Are you buying Dak for MVP? No, <laughs> no, not 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 because of Dak. I right, just think right. that I think the argument can be made for Brock. So, because right now he has a five-game win streak, three-game losing streak, four-game missed two games, right? I don't think he missed any games. Oh, no, he might have missed one. I thought he had the. They had a bye. They had a bye. Oh, okay. When they lost after they lost to Cincinnati, they had the bye, and then the bye. I think he had the concussion. Did he leave the game with a concussion? I think he might have left the game with a concussion, but I can't remember. But I know he had the three-game losing streak. Now he's on mm-hmm. another four-game win streak. Mm-hmm. And his numbers, his numbers are just bananas. People can try to poo-poo it all they want. Shout out to Rob Parker. Um, but his numbers are bananas. Uh, Dak, I think Dak is – if you're a Dallas quarterback, you can't say he's quietly having a good season or quietly having a great season because they're so loud. The fan base is loud. The pundits who like them are loud. Mm-hmm. The owner is loud. The pundits that hate them are loud. <laughs> the pundits that hate them are loud. So it's just like the fans that dislike that hate them are loud. So right. it just it just creates a different layer of like this scrutiny on deck. Coupled with the fact that someone would be like, well, Tyreek's season is, is phenomenal. Christian McCaffrey's season is phenomenal. So I think their seasons, hopefully the Tyreek, can we get a wide receiver? Because he is he is the value to the Miami Dolphins. And we can use Kansas City as an example. I know people want to use last year's Kansas City winning a Super Bowl as like a knock on Tyreek. But if we look at this year, last year they played better. They had Juju, and Juju's not a great deep threat. But Juju is a savvy wide receiver that on third and nine, if Kelsey's not open, Juju's open. So MVS can play the whole maybe I can catch a deep bomb kind of position. And you have Pacheco and Clay, it was hilarious. And McKinnon was was healthy last year. So mm-hmm. I think Tyreek this year is showing that little motion where he runs like straight out. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Like when they're in like the little bunch formation. He just turns and he just runs straight to the, towards the sideline. That completely confuses the entire side of that defense for at least a split second, and then he still gets upfield, and then two of those at the waddle. 
So then they're like, oh, so he does it again. He gets up field and he just sits in the middle, gets a pass, and he outruns guys in the end zone. So what Tyreek is doing, I know people are going to poo-poo the numbers. Shout out to Rob Parker again. Because he's going to have 17 games. And if he if he beats Megatron's record in the 15th game, I think he's probably asked them. He has to have like a crazy game in between. Like he has to have like 175, 180. Right, let's, see. let's look at this. And jump that pace. I think right now he's on pace. For two thousand ninety-eight yards, but that's what a seven. That's what seventeen played games. Mm-hmm. So if he's at, if he gets around like eighteen hundred with three games left, because they have five games left. So whatever he's at now, so he's at. So so the record is nineteen sixty-four. Correct. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Tyreek Hill, as of this moment, has 1481. So 1481. That's 500 and... Let's see, 81, I said... No, that's 400 and 70 or 83, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 483. Yeah. And they have five games left. Yep. So divided by five. That's 96 a game. So if he, he comes out here. But I mean, but, but, to break it, but to break it in 16. Minus is be tough. 250. So, so if he gets 125 over the next couple of weeks, that gives him three games to get 233. But the way they're throwing that ball in Miami, he might get one of these 100. 45 150 yard games they might even you know a little the little pat pass or whatever we're on like the jet yeah. sweep where it counts as a reception well he should have a good a, game he should have get a good him on game edge. this week they got tennessee this week so he should have a good game yeah so so they, so they got he, so they got they got tennessee this week jets next week oh and by the yeah. way the uh by the way the tennessee game is monday night football uh, they got the standalone game. Yeah, I think Mike McDaniel's is gonna go. Is gonna go after that. They got the Jets the week after. They got Dallas after that, at Baltimore, and then they close with Buffalo at home. So he's got to get like three hundred yards in the next two weeks, which is possible. Which is possible, which is, you know. But yo, I used to always sit around, and people used to tell me. Bill Jackson is the greatest coach of all time. And people would say, well, yeah, he had Mike and Kobe. And then I was like, yo, if he could be a coach, I could be a coach. I can't, but, you know, but I was just saying, <laughs> I can't do what he did. You know what I mean? But I could probably do what Mo Salah's doing. I could probably do what Art Smith's doing. He said Mo Salah again. That means I he did say. Go. I did yeah. say most That's two weeks in a row. So we have some world football. Yeah, um, hey, hey, I let you get away with your Greg Kittle earlier. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I said it a lot. I was killing it, and I was killing the other guy, uh, Paolo Bancaro. I kept calling him Pablo, yeah, uh, for a few es- weeks. I Escobar that. status, <laughs> yeah. So, like, once again, I'm not an advocate for somebody losing their job, I'm just an analyst of you know. A sport that I really like. I really, I really like football. I've always liked it. And when I watch the way Matt Lafleur 
Mike McDaniels, Sean McVay, Arthur Smith, Nathaniel Hackett, Sean Payton. Where these guys call plays, it all looks different. Andy Reid. But when I was watching Sunday Sunday afternoon at MetLife Stadium, Jets versus Falcons, it was – I was talking to a Jet fan and a Falcons fan, and I was like, it looks like neither one of these coaches know what they're doing. They're just doing just enough to not fail. Was there a point during that game where you thought the Jets could win? Yeah. Every time they got the ball back because the score, <laughs> because what was, what was going on is that. So I got to, I got there, I got there, checked in and I was like, just kind of get to my seats, whatever. I, I missed most of the first quarter because it just drove, drove through traffic and it was raining. Um, so we got, got to the game. They punted the ball down to the one jets pushed through B. John Robson. Mm-hmm. They tried to, and then Arthur Smith literally runs the same plays every week. I mean, I could like I'm sitting in the stand scouting it out. So they ran, they stack up the fullback, and then as like a pistol formation, and they stretch it to the left or they stretch it to the right. It's and maybe they run a little play action off of it, but it's so obvious that you're only doing that. Mm-hmm. That the defense doesn't have to react. It's like they wait for the handoff. And if it's a play action, if you get anybody anywhere near wide receiver, Desmond Ritter's not throwing the ball. If it's supposed to be a deep post, if you have anybody there, anybody, not even in position, just running. Drake London can be running, hitting the post. The ball should be gone. He doesn't throw it. He does not throw it. And then at one time he did throw a deep, got intercepted, but they got an illegal contact and brought it back. So the score was 2-0. Then Atlanta got a touchdown. It was 7-2. I remember 13-8. And then they got the field goal. <laughs> so then they got the field goal. It was uh, like, yes, yeah, so it was like 7-5. Seven to five. Seven to five. <laughs> and then 13-5 and then 13-8. And that was the game. So, like, the, the game was at 13-8 for, I'm probably say, from the end of the third quarter to the end of the game. I believe I, I believe what the final score ended up being. It was, it was Tim Boyle, had, he should never have been starting in the NFL. Like, they should be ashamed of themselves for even so, lying to so themselves. Would, uh, Zach Wilson have won that game? Probably, because I think Zach would at least – scrambled i think zach would have had a little bit more confidence i think he would have hit garrett wilson a lot more on some of those routes because atlanta's defense is good they were playing well and it was raining but neither neither team did anything that fooled me and i'm drinking (laughs) beer in the second row like i'm sitting there i'm watching the game i watched atlanta's formation we got a turnover i'm sitting next to a couple falcons fans i was like all right, we're going to get a stretch play to the left on first down. They ran it to the right. I wasn't right every time, but, like, the play call, I was like, all right, we're going to get a play action here. They did it. And I look at the formation. I look at the down a distance. I'm like, oh, we get another run to the left. And it was like, if I can sit here with no clipboard, no Microsoft tablet, at the game, like, I'm on the Falcon sideline. I didn't even study no game film. <laughs> no game film. And I'm just like – 
So it just you just knew it just was so poor. So then they put Trevor Simeon in. So like that just lets me know, like, yo, you guys aren't serious about what you're doing. You are trying to play out these 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 trade agendas and these marketing agendas and these money agendas live in the front of us. There's no reason for water pistol armed Trevor Simeon to be in the game. He kept fumbling the ball, either held onto the ball too long because he hasn't got first team reps in I don't know how many years in the rain. So he was getting sacked or he was getting hurried. And then the one time Atlanta had a good defensive play, knocked the ball out of his hand. Our guy scooped it. The referee, she comes in waving it off as incomplete. And like everyone knows you let that play out, especially when it got scooped up on the sideline in between the numbers and the sideline. Our guy had it clearly. He's running up the sideline, no one in front of him. You let it play all the way out because they got to review it anyway. All scoring plays are reviewed, but yet she blew it dead. At Arthur Smith threw the flag, and then no, it was a uh, no. It was the in the it was the uh, it was inside of two minutes. I think it was like forty seconds left. So it was like you could have just let it play out. We would have got the touchdown. At least would have been some entertainment for me. But instead. They challenge it from the booth, and then Atlanta comes out and takes victory knees, and then you got to beat the traffic out of the parking lot. But it just was like it just was a poor it was a poor game. It was a, it was an example of guys who got jobs because they were coordinators for talented players. Derrick Henry got Arthur Smith hired, and then the 49ers defense got Robert Sala hired. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how is it that. Cam Newton's not in the league, but Ron Rivera is. You know, like, I don't think I've ever seen Ron Rivera do anything positive that didn't involve Cam Newton. Wasn't he on the 85 Bears? We got to go that far back? <laughs> hey, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's how far back we got to go for Mike Dicka. Mm. Shots you know, fired. I don't care. Yeah, I've always um, thought Mike Dicker was a bit overrated, but you know, like Buddy Ryan was Buddy Ryan was the architect of that team. Sometimes you can you can get far in life off a of personality. And Buddy Ryan will punch you in the face even if you're on the same sideline as him. Yo, sometimes you gotta catch these hands. You gotta catch <laughs> these hands and know what's really going on in the world. So you know, I uh, was I was thinking about this. Like uh as I'm sitting up here watching the Lakers. Just give away a lead. I don't know how I feel about Darvin Ham. You know, um, I don't think he's a bad coach. No, he just doesn't have talent. He doesn't have yeah. the talent you need to win in the way the league is currently designed. The Lakers have been a big, strong-ass, non-shooting team for years. So <laughs> sometimes it's not always on the coach. And I, I'm with that. Like we were talking about Bill Belichick. Sometimes it's not always on the coach. Sometimes it's the organization, sometimes the structure, sometimes it's the people picking the players. In Bill Belichick's case, he is the guy picking the players. So he has to own that. He has to wear that, you know, he has to wear that dunce cap. Doc Rivers went through that. Doc Rivers, one of those guys, trading his own kid. Like sometimes you just got to own, like, yo, I am the guy in the way of the success of this team. Even though I know my talent, my information, my knowledge can get us over the hump, I'm also, in this moment, I'm in the way. Like when, uh, who gave up play calling duties a couple of years back? I think Mike McCarthy gave up play calling duties because he kept missing the, the the situational stuff. 
Right. Fourth and one, the clock, time out, injuries, who can go, you know, substitutions. Are we going to fix this? Which is weird because he won a Super Bowl. Yeah, come on, man. I mean, mean, Aaron Rodgers, but, you know. Aaron Rodgers was a good hot streak. He had a good run. I mean, like. 47 to 21. Yeah, so like it's it's a lot it's a lot of games like that that happen that way, but uh, but when it when it comes down to it, it's a lot of guys that you could just tell like Brandon Staley, no matter what, you if you keep making the same mistake as the head coach, it's because no one's telling you how to fix that mistake because you weren't ready to do it. It's like you know somebody who has like. Somebody that's been married a couple of times and they, they got divorced and they tell you they gave you the same song. Like, dog, that's the same reason you got divorced the first time. Right. Like, who'd you talk to? Who's you who are your board of directors <laughs> that gives you information and like lets you know, like, yo, you're not doing this right. Right. Brandon Staley makes the same mistakes every week. Uh Mike McCarthy, people give him a lot of heat. He's went back to back 12 and 5 seasons. Yes, he, you know, like every year you don't need to win a Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin. Doesn't have a top flight quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger was old, at, you know, post Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. he's still winning games every single week. Zach Taylor, we show like, oh, he could do it. Doug Peterson's a good coach. How he how he won nine games last year? I still don't have the answer to that question. He was winning games back. What's the boy's name? Ducky Hayes or Ducky Hodges? <laughs> a couple of years back when Ben Roth yeah. like three years ago to do the Ducky. Yeah. I'm like, who's Ducky? I don't know what Ducky Hodges is right now. So it just some guys Rudolph. can do it, some guys can't. And mm-hmm. we, we can go from east to west, and you can point out Sean McDermott is one of those guys that should be a coordinator because your team literally does this, makes the same mistake. You lose games the same way every single year. I still Smith can't believe Atlanta. that Monday night game against Denver. The 12 men on the field. And penalties. When you have a game full of penalties, Josh McDaniels, the same thing on him. is like, how do you lose a locker room in three different cities? That's on you. That's, that is a you problem. And it's because they're hiring guys who aren't getting groomed. I want, like, at this point, I used to think I want, like, a young, innovative coach. I mean, give me a 48-year-old dude. I want a dude that's been with the Green Bay Packers since 2006. He was right. 30 when he got the job. Like I want, <laughs> I want an Eric Spoelstra, somebody that's been really through the rigors. I want someone that's been under Andy Reid's under Andy Reid's deodorant. That's why, for like, eight I or wonder, nine years. Like, I wonder, like in college football, <clears throat> and maybe there's some things behind the scenes that I don't know about. But how has nobody thrown Phil Parker the bag, the defensive coordinator for Iowa? How is nobody throwing a because bag? Because defense them? doesn't defense doesn't get you five star quarterbacks. You got to be able to recruit in college. College, I'll I'll take the young, flashy, smart coach because Kingsbury. You, you got <laughs> you got flashes in the pan. Like and in college, I got my guys. I got this core guys for. I got two or three good years with them. Nick Saban is an exception to the rule. Kirby Smart's become an exception to the rule. The Lakers are playing awful. Um, so college, I'll take the young flashy coach, but more likely the offensive one. Because I need to get the I need to get the four star kid out of Cali 
or I need to get the four four or five star kid out of Texas. So I can't I can't do what Venables did, what Oklahoma did with Venables. Now you got to get a transfer guy. Yeah, you get a season guy, but when it comes down to it, I need a quarterback that's just dynamic that can make plays. Any wide receivers are dynamic that can make plays. Man, that's why like, Sarkeesian, that's how Sarkeesian and Arch Manning. Arch Manning has no reason to be in Texas. He's the third quarterback. Like you could have gone anywhere in the country. First of all, you were actually rated as a five-star quarterback, and your last name's Manning. You could have gone to I, any pro style office you, in the country. I bet you if Florida State had Arch Manning, they'd be in the playoff. Uh, probably, probably, I mean, <laughs> probably, I mean, but like, like but you, you said, know, you know, you know, sometimes you need to do that. But you know, my joke of the day is that Florida State still wouldn't have made the playoff if Kyle McCord was their quarterback. But, uh, you know, but, but, you know, I was looking at this the other day. I was thinking about this, uh, before you brought it up a little bit. And as I was looking around the league, you know, I was trying to figure out outside like of the motivational because we think of all the rah-rah and the bite your kneecaps but apparently matt uh matt uh damn <laughs> dan, campbell, dan campbell dan campbell is a pretty good coach yeah and that's how and that's a mark of a good coach is that your ability to get people to buy into your belief like we talked about like with patrick mahomes just now he forces balls because i don't think he believes and his team, the way they used to believe in themselves when they were making those comebacks, the Super Bowl, that whole playoff run, the 28 straight points against Houston, that playoff run when they were down 24-0, no one panicked on the sideline. And they got they ran off. They were down 24 nothing in the first half and went in a halftime with a 28-24 lead in the NFL game. Not Madden. In a championship game. In a, in a like a championship game. So it was like. Yeah, we are going to the Super Bowl off of this. Um, so that's 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 a, that's the different well, piece. Well, like a couple Especially of like like the coaches who have their whole real complement of players. Like if you still like Justin Herbert, you got Justin Herbert, you got Keenan Allen, you have Bosa, Austin Eckler. You have Derwin you have Dur- you have a, a conglomerate of stars. Khalil Mack. <laughs> if you look at uh, you know Dan Campbell, he has all his guys. They're winning. You look at Robert Sala, I give, I give you credit. You know, you lost Aaron Rodgers on the first day, first night of the season. But you had an opportunity as an organization to rectify that by bringing in a viable quarterback because you knew Zach Wilson wasn't it. And you right. know he's not it. And you and you knew it last year. You knew he didn't get first team reps. And you knew you've been grooming a different guy. You've been grooming his replacement in front of him. And it started him. It was like varsity blues. Uh, Coach Kilmer was he didn't care anything about Mox until Paul Walker's character got hurt. So once he got hurt, he was like, I believe in you, son. He was like, Man, you just slap me on the head with a whistle, mad at me, talk, but you go get my scholarship revoked, all this other crazy stuff. But as soon as, as soon as he goes down, boom, now all of a sudden, you and believe then they in didn't me. want me now. I'm hot, they, want- they all on me, you know. <laughs> yeah. So so that that's that's the piece that you know that 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 just bugs me is that when you have your full conglomerate of talent and you can't do anything with it, like if if Mike McCarthy was struggling in Dallas right now, if they were six and six, you would have to look at him like, are you serious? With that talent, you're <laughs> yeah. six and six, you're struggling with your a healthy quarterback. 
You're struggling, yeah. but he had Cooper Rush last year. They went four and one with Cooper Rush. That's the mark mm-hmm. of a good coach. You, well, you know, there's some coaches out there. And just, oh, season's over. Well, there's some coaches <clears throat> that just have it. You know, like Dabo Sweeney was never a coordinator. You know, Eric Spolstra was never an assistant coach. You know, but some guys, I guess, but he just was. Had, but that's the thing. But he was in. Spolster was in the organization for. He was years, in the video room, yeah, for years, just putting everything together, being part of the game plan. So he was in there for years. So you're gonna like it's not even through osmosis. That's just through like, hey, you're putting this together. This is what I want to see. If you already know basketball, and then you have a, a head coach and a GM like Pat Riley give you information like, hey, this is what I want to see. This is what I want to see it. And then they move you up and they move you along. And then you're like, okay, why this? Like, oh, this is why this works. This is why this motion office works versus the 2-3 zone. This is why you can't screen in the 3-2 zone. You know, whatever the case may be, like you pick up on that information, then you you get the players and you make it work. It's not going to last forever. Like your dynasties don't last forever. But when you have the pieces, when you are when you have a healthy team and your division – is constantly losing quarterbacks. Derek Carr is in and out of the lineup all the time in New Orleans. Baker Mayfield is on his was his fourth team at this point in the last couple of years. Third or fourth because he went to yeah fourth. Uh, Browns, Carolina, Rams. Yeah, so he's on his fourth team. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at Bryce Young, is undersized and on a team that just fired the coach, so it should be a no brainer that they win that division. If you look at Buffalo, Buffalo has to compete with Miami, but it should be a real competition. Like the two of those teams should be in lockstep. Buffalo did beat them by 20, you know. Yeah, that was cool, but they also lost to the Jets because they turned the ball over. They had four, three interceptions, and then they lost to Denver because they had had multiple turnovers and pass interference call. And a 12 minute on the field. Oh, so it's like that's that's what I mean. With with healthy Stefan Diggs, healthy Josh Allen, Gabe healthy Davis. uh Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, even though you lost Dawson Knox, you already drafted a replacement for him. Yeah, you didn't have both of them, but he runs the same type of routes as Dawson Knox. So you didn't really lose, you lost some experience. Your defense, yeah, you lost Milano, but you still got Jordan Poyer, Trayvon Johnson. I mean, like Von Miller, you could bring him in in spurts. So, like, you have way too much talent to have the excuses. It's on you. You are not putting these guys in position to be successful because Mike Tomlin was out here winning NFL games with a dude named Ducky Hodges. Who, who's a coach, you know, uh, since we named the caption what we named the caption, who's a coach that makes you, besides Arthur Smith, who's a coach that you watch that you makes you think, like, I could do that? Besides Robert Solix, I just brought him up. Yeah, not Mo Salah. Not Mo. <laughs> I think, I think the rest of the coaches, like only the ones like Ron Rivera. I mean, like all the coaches that should be fired. I figure I could do that job. You could do what Todd Bowles does. You could stand there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can farted. do what Todd Bowles does. Yeah. Um, but I think Todd Bowles, I think he'll be able to keep his job. You know what's crazy? Um, who is that? I think I think for me, the one and only Glenn Doc Rivers. 
You could do Doc Rivers' job. Yeah, I could. Can I could give me, give me KG, Paul Pierce, and, and Ray Allen. I could win a title. I think I, think I could have done Frank Vogel's last couple of jobs. Or, or how about this one? How about this? Goes from LeBron to Kevin Durant. Or, or how about this one, Doc Rivers? I can't do whatever's going on in Detroit. I, in the Detroit Pistons, I, I, I couldn't do that. That wouldn't how about, be a job. How about this one for Doc Rivers? I could go zero and nineteen with a healthy T Mac. I could choke with Paul George and Kawhi. Basketball's basketball's a little different. Okay, okay. Keep I would say basketball. I I'll say basketball's a little different because the rotations don't seem to matter. It's mm. it's the do your players fit your scheme? Like, because I think the Lakers just have too many guys that don't give you any variety. I could do they what Josh McDaniels does. I could have won some games with Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> in that. First of all, I wouldn't have traded Darren Devontae Waller. Adams. I, why are you trading Darren Waller? For who? Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. So I got like if you just if you just simply look at like I play Madden. That's a video game. It's like <laughs> I know I know it's not like crazy. I know it's not realistic. But when I set my lineup, my starting running back is Cordero Patterson. My power back is Tyler Argier, and my third down back is Bijan Robinson. Because when you make like certain substitution packages, it'll put your third down back as a slot wide receiver or stuff like that. When you go to two running backs, it'll put your third down back and your starting running back, or you can just go straight power and it'll put your two. It'll put three tight ends. You know, like different little packages. You know, and then I have Scotty Miller in the slot because he's fast. Drake Lunder, Mac Hollins, Kyle Pitts, John Smith. So it's a lot of times when I run for I run single back, I'll have both Pitts and Smith in the routes with London. And, you know, I'll get the ball to Patterson out of the backfield. It's like I'm making a defense look across and say, who do we guard? You got John Smith, who is basically just he was Kyle Pitts before Kyle Pitts. Mm. He's a little older, but you give him the ball in space. He had a game few weeks ago where he caught a screen and ran it for like a 60 yard touchdown so as a tight end out running defensive backs for a touchdown on turf so everyone was equal it wasn't like raining like he was running on turf and he outran the linebackers i think it was against washington right i think it was the washington game because it was it was, it? it was in atlanta yeah it sounds about right so now i got the if, if somebody ass- getting 60 yards it was definitely against washington yeah so i got those two wide those two tight ends Two wide receivers. Bijan. I mean, it's like you have too many pieces to not make it work. So if I'm Josh McDaniel, I'm like, all right, so I'm coming into this season. I got Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a quarterback wins guy. He's like wins like 70% of his games. He's a good dink and dunk guy. He's a very accurate, quick timing guy. I had him in New England. All right, let me get him a big tight end target. Already got it. Derrick Waller. Let me get him a reliable slot guy, a la Wes Walker. Got it, Hunter Renfro. Let me give him a big play wide receiver like Tom had that one year. He threw 23 touchdowns to this one dude. I got Devontae Adams. Boom. Oh, and oh to- you went and got Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Boom, I got him on the other side. Oh, also got the NFL rushing champion on the team. And then you go across the other side. I got Chandler Jones. I got Max Crosby. Nope, what do I do? I trade Darren Waller. I ostracize Chandler Jones. I ruin the offense 
I ruined the vibe of the team, and then I'm out of there. Because he thinks he's Belichick. He literally had Chandler Jones and Max Crosby bookends. Like, you could do anything when you have those kind of bookends. Chandler you Jones young, even won a game for them last year against that Against the He's probably just mad because he's still on Mac Jones. Uh, <laughs> but, like, they pretty much just said, you know, he went crazy or what, whatever happened. But it's like, you locked him out of facility. And we still, yeah. we still never got that information. Right. Um, they just basically say, you know, like, you no, know, his brother does crazy stuff like that, too. That's John Jones' brother. So it's like, oh, it just probably runs in their family. Probably just whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, we hope he gets what he's his him and his family need, stuff like that. So it just he just was such a poor, he's a prime example of a bad hire mm-hmm. from a personality standpoint. And I think these other guys are just prime examples of like inability. Like you you're just not wired for the job you have. Like you put it on your resume on LinkedIn, you won the interview, and now all of a sudden you're in front of the board and you have to explain what these PowerPoints mean and you don't know how to use PowerPoint. Right. And you just and you're stuck in the job. They're stuck in the contracts. Like Frank Wright's gonna get fifty thousand dollars a day. Some crazy number to not coach. I don't Matt know if like, I saw that Matt, paid by the, Matt uh, Rule F- probably still getting paid. Uh whatever Josh McDaniels contract is, he's still getting paid. I'm pretty sure John Gruden, if either he won through arbitration, he's still getting paid. Yeah, he so, signed a 10 year one hundred million dollar contract. He's getting something. So, yeah, and that's Jimbo. what they trying to fire. Jimbo Fisher getting 70 million, but I think that was more of a, a personality thing. I, I don't think he was a bad coach. I think he just was under a situation where no everyone everybody what? can't beat Saban. You can't all win. Right, the all SEC. right, I gotta repeat myself. You know what I said. There are five things Texas AM is not. <laughs> they are not, not they're not Oklahoma, they are not Florida. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But they think they are, you know, like Texas AM, my grandmother. You know, rest in peace, Wolfie. She was born in 1936. Texas A&M's last national title was three years after that. You know what I'm saying? But they think, you know who they remind me of? Having a thought, having a thought, having a thought. They remind me of Michigan. You know, this team that won a half a title half a title, in 1997 and won like another title back with Bo Schembechler or something. But they won more games in college football than any other school. Show me the rings. Texas. Yeah, now the national championships are going to be divvied out. But like I said, Texas. all hey, I hear the, every year is how the Vince Young, the Vince the Young USC Matt Leonard Reggie Bush game was probably one of the better football games in the ever. history of the sport. But, but all I all I ever heard is all I ever hear is Texas. Besides Alabama, Texas is the best job in college football. Texas is one of the best jobs in college basketball, considering the money that they have and all this kind of stuff. They're willing to spend it, and they don't win shit. When's the last time? Texas won a national title in basketball. Are they ever when's in basketball the, school? When's the last time they made a Final Four? Hey, they made the Elite Eight last year. Yeah, with an interim, with an interim that's, coach. That's tough because, like, you could literally get a hot kid out of North Dakota State you never seen before, or South Dakota State, the was the Jackrabbits. 
Don't be and he scared puts of Wally Zerbiak. He puts 44 points on you now you're out of the tournament. Or your you best know, player but, gets three fouls in the first half. You know, but but like even in football, you know, Vince Young, they went back in 09 with Colt McCoy. Uh, he got hurt. Alabama won the national title that year. That was uh, Mark Ingram, I want to say. Uh, but that, but, uh, but that's, yeah, that's when uh, Marcel Darius hit Colt McCoy in the shoulder and put him out. Yeah, and, and you know, like they have a this is the this yeah, is the closest sports they are like that. That's the thing with college sports that makes sense because you you get flashes. You only get three, two or three good years with these guys. You get a guy in as a freshman, maybe he sits for a year. Uh, good job, LeBron. Maybe he sits for a year. And then maybe he lights it up for two years. The but even Joe Burrow, Burrow, even I'm behind you. Even <laughs> Joe Burrow had a regular year before the 60 touchdown year. Mm-hmm. It just you got to be able to keep the coach for the the average years to get the explosive years, the Ogeron year, you know. But even then, it didn't last. You know, yeah. it didn't. It, so that's so that's that's the give and take. But the NFL. LeBron just be making up his own rules in basketball. <laughs> um, but in the NFL, you get good contracts, you get a good coach, you know, you make wise decisions with your player personnel, who you hire. You gotta stop hiring people's friends. Now how like, KD legs ain't getting no bigger. Yeah, that like, man don't throw, lift no weights. All you do is yoga. It's yoga and weed. Yeah, but you know, sad like my man put the guard to himself to start the season. Ain't got a haircut since, you know. But uh, <laughs> you know, but I, uh, I think he does it just because he knows it bothers people. I know, right? That sounds like something he would do. Yeah. Easy money sniper. What up? Been a long time. He's, he's gonna be like Kobe when he retires. Kobe grew the beard out, started talking, doing interviews. Yeah. The rank will go go to Turkey, get that hair transplant, come back with the waves like fabulous in 03. <laughs> I know the Kobe eye is on right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm rocking it. <laughs> 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 but on that note, y'all, sports reports is ordered. Thanks as always for the support. Thanks as always for those of you giving us feedback. You know, absolutely. Hit us up, email. Ask some questions. Hit us up Facebook, all that good stuff. Hit us up YouTube. Check out my Memphis video, Why Not Memphis? You know, so, you know, Sports Reports is ordered. We'll be back Thursday. We're going to have NFL picks. You know, no college until, you know, um, I think another week before the first bowl game. So as it is right now, it might be time to get into this play-in. Championship game is on Friday. True indeed. Yes, sir. We love you. Yeah, we love you, America. Remember, the winner of this game plays the Pelicans. Indiana and Milwaukee in the East. Knockout. Peace.